Happy Mother's Day. Well, I don't want to embarrass anyone, but I got a kick out of the Mother's Day tea with their preschoolers this week. So they filled things out for their mother. My mother is as sweet as, my mother is as smart as, my mother is as pretty as. And my favorite was, my mom is as smart as a fish. (laughs) Well, a mother was cooking breakfast for her son and reviewing for religion class the corporal works of mercy, feeding the hungry, giving drink to the thirsty, clothing the naked. And her son interrupted her and said, corporal works of mercy? Those sound like the corporal works of mommy. Well, moms do. They feed the hungry. They give drink to the thirsty. They clothe the naked. They tend the sick. And they even visit the imprisoned when they visit us when we're in timeout. Well, mothers, we love you. We honor you for all the sacrifices you make for us. I owe a shout out to my own mother. Now, my mom and dad go to 730. Even for Easter, I called and said, Mom, are you coming to my Easter Mass? And she said, well, what time is your Mass? I said, well, I have the 9 o'clock. And her response was, well, we go to 7.30. I think they like Father Luke and Father Edward now. I'm kind of old hat. Well, growing up, we not only had dinner as a family at 6 o'clock, but Mom cooked breakfast for us. So before Dad would go off to work and us kids would go off to school, around 7 o'clock, we'd eat breakfast. And Mom would make muffins or scrambled eggs or cream of wheat. We thought mom was really slacking if we had to have cold cereal for breakfast. I know I was spoiled growing up. It's kind of embarrassing, but when I went off to college, I didn't even know how to use a washing machine. It didn't take me long to start bringing my laundry home on the weekends. My mom is a saint, and I owe her a debt of gratitude for all that she's done for me. Well, think about this, too. For the first nine months of our lives, our mothers literally carried us in their womb. And then for the first year or two of our life, we're totally dependent on our mothers. Well, mothers literally have space in their bodies to carry another person. And this is part of the feminine genius that women have a gift at creating space emotionally, physically, spiritually for welcoming and receiving others. I've seen this on our Christ News and Parish retreat weekends. You go into the, the cafeteria on the men's weekend, and yeah, there's tables and chairs set up. But then you go on the women's weekend and enter the cafeteria, and there's tablecloths and flowers and candles, cushions on the seat, space to receive, welcome, love, nurture. This weekend, we honor you, mothers. It's also in the month of May that the church reminds us we have a heavenly mother. Jesus shares his mother with us. It was from the cross that Jesus looked at his beloved disciple. Now, who's the beloved disciple of the Lord? It's you and me. We're all called to be beloved disciples of Jesus. And Jesus said to his mother, behold your son, behold your children. Jesus shared his mother with us. And then he looked at us, the beloved disciple, and said, behold your mother. Mary is our spiritual mother, our heavenly mother. Well, it's truly amazing to think about the humility now of God as well. God leaped out of heaven and assumed our human nature became an embryo in Mary's womb. God who created the universe and who holds all things in existence took a position of total dependence on Mary. And then as a baby, Mary fed Jesus and nurtured him and taught him in his human nature. Well, as followers of Jesus, we want to be like Jesus. 
And so we're called to imitate Jesus. And so we too are called to entrust ourselves totally to Mary. Jesus reminds us we must all become like children to enter heaven. So rely on your mother. She wants to help you. She wants to help me. Ask for Mary's help throughout your day. Father Timothy Gallagher says, I think of Mary as a mother in this way. Two children come home from school. In one home, the mother is there. In the other, she is away. In both cases, the children play, study, eat, and do all the rest. But so much is different when the mother is there. A warmth, a security, a love. That is the difference Mary makes in our spiritual lives. You know, we can try to do things on our own, or we can do them with our mother. Finally, this weekend, we celebrate Good Shepherd Sunday. So just a word about Jesus as our Good Shepherd. I learned that in biblical times, shepherds guided goats very differently than sheep. So goats are kind of unruly. They tend to run out in front of the shepherd and go their own way. They easily get distracted. In order for the shepherd now to get the goats to go in the right direction, the shepherd has to yell at them and throw rocks. But the sheep follow behind the shepherd. They remain close to the shepherd. They know the shepherd's voice and they follow after him. Well, I've become more and more aware in this last year how much I operate like a goat. Yeah, there are many days that I begin with prayer, of course, but it's like checking the box and then I plunge into the all the activity of the day and kind of leave Jesus behind. I run out in front of Jesus like the goats. Where for honest, many of us kind of live our lives with this attitude that, well, my life is my own, and we give little thought to Jesus. It takes real humility to take the role of a sheep. Like if we're honest, sheep aren't very smart, but they know they're weak. Sheep don't try to do much on their own. They rely on the shepherd. They listen to the shepherd's voice. Sheep live in the divine will, not their own will. Venerable Bruno Lanteri offers us a way to remain united with Jesus throughout our day, to remain close to the Good Shepherd, conscious of his presence ever at our side. He provides a simple threefold process to remain united to Jesus, the Good Shepherd. There's a beginning, a middle, and an end. So first, Venerable Bruno says, before you launch into activity, before you run off like a goat in front of Jesus— Venerable Bruno says, begin every activity with a peaceful look of faith toward Jesus. Okay, as you get into the car, as you enter the store to shop, as you begin your study, as you put on your apron to cook dinner, just begin by lifting your gaze to Jesus and begin in faith. This adds no time to the activity, but it changes everything. So begin inviting the good shepherd to be with you in your activity. And then Venerable Bruno says, as you carry out the action, the activity, make frequent glances of the heart toward Jesus. So as you're working on that project, as you're preparing supper, as you're going shopping, from time to time, lift your heart to Jesus. This takes practice over and over. I tried to do this during Lent to practice the presence of Jesus, and I failed miserably. But we have to begin again. Remember, we're like sheep who aren't very smart, who who don't do very well. But be patient with yourself. 
Sheep don't learn very fast. We got to keep practicing. Begin again, begin again, begin again. And then Venerable Bunel says, finish the action not abruptly, but with reflection. You know, as Americans, we so quickly move on to the next thing, the next distraction. But if we're going to make the activity meaningful, just take a moment to reflect on what just occurred. Did I do this activity with love, with the heart of Jesus, with patience, with thanks? So, again, this adds little time, but it makes a big difference. This is what it means to be a sheep, to listen to Jesus, to follow him, to remain with him, and to do all things through him, with him, and in him.